Eagle Ops, this is Dagger 4 at 8675 Eagle Ops, come in! This is Sergeant Walker separated from my element! Troops in contact, taking heavy fire, and you back up now! Any station that's net, please respond. I'm all alone here. Can't hold on much longer. What's up, guys? Sorry, G here from Stone Vet USMC. I'm super excited, guys. It's the end of the week. Oh, my gosh. What a week. What a week. What a week. Oh, man. But what makes it great is that I know at the end of the fucking long week that I've endured, that majority of us endured, right, I'm able to hang out with a brother or a sister on the show to be able to talk about just BS with them, right? Because... That's one of our biggest struggles is that, fuck, I miss being able to BS with my brother and my sister. I fucking miss it because that's who I got, right? That's who I got. I can just talk to them about whatever the fuck happened. It doesn't have to be my emotions. It doesn't have to be my feelings. It's just about whatever. Just vomit it is whatever, right? And that's one of the biggest struggles we have, right? Especially when we have our, our significant others, our brothers, our, our wife, our, our boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever, husbands. And like... We don't communicate enough. I'm like, what the fuck are we supposed to talk about? I don't know. <laughs> I just told you everything. I don't know if there's anything more specific that we need to be talking about. I bet it's a struggle. And like Jenna's laughing over here because she's like, yeah, I get that. <laughs> like, I understand that, right? But as brothers and sisters, we could just come up and just start bullshitting about anything and everything. You're like, you won't believe this shit that just happened. You won't believe this or whatever. And we feel good because we're able to bullshit with each other because we understand. We understand, right? And it's a struggle. And so I'm super excited to be here today. I'm get, I'm bringing on an amazing guest. You know, I, it, it, she's doing some awesome things. Like a lot of us, right? That's one of the biggest struggles we have is like we feel alone. We feel like there's nobody there to hang out with us. There's nobody to bullshit with us. It's, I can't just pick up the phone, but you really can. You can just pick up a phone. You can say, hey, dude, can we do a video chat? I, need some, I feel lonely. I want to be with somebody. I want to hang out with somebody for a minute, right? And this is what I love about my podcast. This is not, Because this is my therapy session, like I tell you guys. This is another therapy session for me because I get to hang out with another person that knows me, that thinks just like me, that is like me, you know? So this is an awesome opportunity. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit that like, subscribe, and share button, man. Hit that button. Make sure you go over there, subscribe to it so you know it. I'm back, guys. I'm back. I know I took a long break, but a lot of things happened. But I'm back. I'm back behind a microphone or behind my laptop's microphone. However, you want to look at it. I don't have all my stuff right now, which sucks. But hey, I'm doing it. I'm bringing you episodes, new episodes every day, man. I want to give a huge shout out to my sponsor, Rafa 180. Rafa 180 provides you the best medicinal grade CBD. Yes, I said medicinal grade CBD on the market. That is 100% THC free. If you live, if you work or you live in a state that you're not allowed to have any THC. This is the number one product you want to ensure that you're taking on a daily basis. You have to replenish your endocannabinoid system on a daily basis. That's the that's what makes you sick. If you get sick, it's because your endocannabinoid's sick. If you keep your endocannabinoid strong, the likely of you getting sick is a lot lower. So go check out Rafa180.com. That's Romeo Alpha, Papa Hotel Alpha180.com to get all your medicinal grade CBD needs, man. If you look up in the top right hand corner, there's a little tab that says the Stone Vet. You can get you some awesome swag, man. I got all of it shirts, hoodies, freaking socks, cups. I've got it out there. Get over there and get you some swag. Help support this podcast, man. That's the only way I'm going to get bigger than Joe Rogan is your guys' support. <laughs> Downloading this on a daily basis. Every week, twice a week, I got new episodes coming out for you. And hopefully you guys are listening to it. And I've, I see my numbers start rising again. I'm super excited because people are listening. And I appreciate all of you guys listening on a weekly basis, man. I'm super excited to be here this Friday, man. I'm bringing on a, 
a younger generation, right? I, I can say that, right? Can I say that? A younger generation of veterans, right? I'm bringing on Jenna here. Jenna here was actually I started a Facebook group and Gunny Esterly. If you know Gunny Esterly, was born in a bar. You guys know how great I love that guy. I love that Gunny, right? He's doing awesome things with born in a bar, but he's like, hey, dude, go check out this Facebook group. It's a it's the millennial veteran group. I was like, millennial veteran? I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, am I getting that damn old now? Am I that much older now? Or I'm like, millennial veteran, right? <laughs> but I'm here today. I'm super excited to bring it on Jenna, who started the Facebook group called the Millennial Veteran, right? Because what? I guess it do it doesn't end, guys. I guess every time we get out of service, it don't matter what generation you serve, we all miss that camaraderie that we had while we were in, and we don't have it when we get out. And Jenna here decided, you know what? I got to figure this out. I'm going to start doing something. And how you doing today, Jenna? How's, how's your Friday going? I'm doing great. I'm loving the energy on this podcast already. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling my spirits lifting up so thank you for having me no absolutely and that's what it's about right that's what it's about it's like i told you this morning i just went this morning i got to hang out with trey gee over at bloom cannabis and he does a he's an airborne ranger he's an army airborne ranger freaking combat vet like 95 percent of us are and he does meditations on fridays free meditation classes and i was like i need this like it's been bad for me lately like it's just it was just been a bad week for me and I was like, you doing it? He's like, yes. And all right, I'll see you. I'll see you there. So I went and did that this morning. And then I was, came over here to shoot the show with you. And I'm just like, man, dude, like I said, my from where I was back in October to where I am today, I'm feeling a lot better. Like he gave me some insight, right? One of the biggest things we have as veterans is that we always look at ourselves, right? We look in the mirror and we just like, you fucking piece of shit. You sorry, motherfucker. You ain't done shit in your life. You're a worthless piece of shit. You've ruined your relationships with your friends, with your family, with your significant others, like, and you keep failing, you know? And that's a struggle I had. Like, I didn't realize how bad I was until recently when I started doing meditations and I started doing breath works. I'm looking at myself like, where the hell were you at? What was wrong with you? Like, and I, and I, I think it's a slump that we, us veterans, we get in. I don't know about, I know on the female side, it tends to be worse from what I'm hearing. It tends to be a lot worse on the female side. Is that right? Yeah, because you think everything's good. And, and once you're in like a new mindset, it's so hard to picture that old mindset. Like you were saying, it's hard right. to put yourself back in there. And then on top of that, we got like our cycle. So you think you're good. And then that day <laughs> hits and it's like, no, you're not. You actually hate yourself. You're actually right. going to be depressed. I don't care what you have planned. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, I mean, it sucks. And are, you're a mother too, are, are you not? Yeah. You're a mom. You say you just put the baby down. So I, that's the stress of that too, of being a good mother too, right? That's like huge for a woman, right? Oh yeah, like oh like yeah. I the kids today, are... you know, we ate cereal for dinner, and we did we didn't do what we were supposed to do today. I was like, man, dude, I said you guys put yourself like women put themselves that much darker. Like I think that you guys put yourself in a bigger hole than in the male community. Like we we already know we live in the hole, right? We live in the hole. But I was like, I think as a female community, you guys dig your hole so much deeper and darker. Like and you're just like, hold up, girl, like. Calm down. It's okay. You're good. Like, I get it. We feel like failures, but, you know? Yeah. But also as women, like it, we're encouraged. Like I have group chats with my girls, my Navy veteran, like we just shoot the shit. We tell each other everything. I don't feel like guys have that. We don't. Right. That's one of the biggest struggles. We, we truly don't. Right. Like, like women, I mean, there's some dirty ass women out there. There's some skanky freaking women that are just dirty, you know, but <laughs> I think you, I think some of you guys though, you guys do create groups and you guys do talk and you do chat about it. And there's really not a lot of men that talk about their mental health, right? That's one of the biggest things that people, us as men, right? What is it? Dad told us, rub it off, fucking shake it off, fucking keep moving on, right? And that's what I try to, yeah. that's what I've, I've told my wife and a lot of people, right? So in the Marine Corps, Marine Corps boot camp, everybody knows the hardest fucking boot camp there is, right? 13 weeks, longest, it's the longest and it's the hardest. But I said, well, the first thing they do is they cut that emotional tie because they tell you, you become emotionally connected, you die. You become emotionally mm -hmm. connected, you kill your brother, your sister. And it's like, well, shit, cut that fucker off then. I don't want to be emotionally connected. Yeah. 
But you serve four years, 14 years, or 40 years. There's nothing in between that reassembling that 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 emotional connection that we lost, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no there's no training, there's no classes, there's no nothing to help us become emotionally connected again, right? And not all mm-hmm. veterans are the same. Like some veterans can stay emotionally connected. I don't know how they do it. Congratulations, I praise you guys because getting out of active duty service, that's what we fuck up. We don't know how to be emotionally yeah. available. We don't know how to be emotionally available. I don't know you, Jen, how, how how for a female on a female's aspect of it, but I know for me as a male, to be emotionally connected to my spouse, emotionally connected to my children, to hell just to be a friend, a good friend. It's fucking mm-hmm. hard because I have no idea. But is that something that you struggle with says getting out of active duty service? It's funny you say that. So I'm I'm currently kind of writing a workbook, like a journal for veterans. And I just wrote on unnumbing yourself, which is kind of what you're saying about, yeah, you get numb when you go through that and you have to actively, first you got to admit it. Like, hey, am I... Am I even like emotionally available? Am I, <laughs> am I connected to this at all? And you got to address it first. And then you got to, <laughs> it sucks because when you're emotionally attached, you're vulnerable. Yes. And we're always told that being vulnerable is bad. That's a bad thing. You weakness. don't want to expose yourself. Yes, you're weak. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you have to make the cho- you have to decide or address that you are numb to certain things and then you have to kind of actively choose to you know slowly open yourself back up and that that's so that's hard. hard it's, it's so hard, hard because but it's there's worth no, it. it is it is because there's no classes there's no workbooks there's nothing to help you say hey this is how you do yeah. this Right. And it, it's hard. And I'm learning that. Right. Like I'm learning. Like I said, I started doing meditations. I started doing breath works. I started getting back into scripture. I'm starting to do all kinds of things to better myself as a human being, because I'm going back now and I'm looking. I'm like, what the hell was wrong with you, dude? Like, what were you doing? What were you trying to achieve? What you know? And I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. Right. And I suffer. I just realized I suffer from ADHD. And I'm like, wow, that makes it even worse, dude. Because if you think about it, you know, somebody showed me a video. They said, this is what it, this is what it's like with somebody who suffers from ADHD. And this person was like, they started going off. Well, it's this, it's orange, it's blue. But why is it blue? Couldn't it be purple? Could it be, could it be red? Honestly, could it be pants or could it be a shirt or could it be this? And it, I'm like, that's how it is. Cause it's constantly go, 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 go. And you're like, I need to stop. Like, I don't like, I had a situation that happened last night and i was just like i should have just walked away like i shouldn't have expressed my emotions right like i I let my emotions vomit themselves Mm. and now i'm embarrassed about it because i allowed it to happen because i couldn't control it i couldn't control my emotions you know were you like expressing them negatively or what was yeah, I was expressing them very negatively. You know, I was very, I was very upset and angry because it wasn't going my way. So I just mm-hmm. vomited up every, the way I was feeling. You know, I was like, I should have, I shouldn't have done that. I should have, I should have stepped back, breathe, thought about the situation, and then assess it. That's my problems. I always jump into something. And don't I don't think about it. I just mm-hmm. jump into it, and then I just vomit whatever comes up, you know. Instead of taking yeah. a step, and I think us as veterans, we have that struggle because we just speak what's on our mind. Like fuck mm-hmm. that, I don't, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to do that, or you know. Instead of just saying, yeah, it's right, very me, reactive. Right, we're, we're we're very reactive, right? Instead of proactive, mm-hmm. we're reactive, and I think that's one of the biggest struggles is that we are trying to figure out, trying to have an understanding as to. How do I live this normal life? How do I get back to being a normal person again, right? And mm-hmm. it's a struggle. It's hard, right? It's it's hard and you so so what when so why don't you give the audience a little bit about you, Jenna? A little bit about I mean, I've been rambling on. Let's let's get the audience to tie. Let's give, give tell give us a little background about you, about your story. I'm originally from Wisconsin and I just like <laughs> 
Wisconsin. My brother that I'm staying with is from Wisconsin. He's a diehard Wisconsiner, whatever you call yourselves. He's like, he loves Wisconsin. Cheesehead, yeah, cheesehead. Yeah, yeah, that's what they call us. So I'm from way up north in Wisconsin, a little town called Niagara, and it's right on the border of Upper Michigan. Um, They call them Youpers, and it's so far north, like everybody... Canadian, you're Canadian. Yes, yes. So I grew up with hard winters, uh, lots of shoveling snow. You know, I used to be an outside. It's like always twenty below, like not twenty below, but like below twenty degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm used to the cold. Um, and so I was like, I got to get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) I need to find. I need to find my ticket out of here. And I, I thought um, my uncle told me he would he joined the Navy. That's how he got out of there. He lived in Florida and never never came back. And never I was like, back I'm to Florida? Do that. Shit, everybody. No, he, Florida, he never no. went back to uh oh, he Wisconsin. never went back to Wisconsin. Michigan. <laughs> he went to yeah. Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought there I go. I'm gonna join the Navy. Um and that's what I did. And I, I never went back to Wisconsin, never moved back. I why, did why, four years. I went. Why the Navy? Out of all the branches, why the Navy? So, um, you know, I heard a lot of like bad things about the Army and the Marines, like how they treated <laughs> women. Honestly, I did, and um, I'm I'm glad I made the choice. So it was either Air Force or Navy for me, and I was like. My uncle told me about going on a ship, and I was like, "All right, that sounds fun. I love cruises. <laughs> it's not the same. I love water. I like swimming. It's not the same. <laughs> no, no, it's not the same. I, yeah, I found that out, and I, I found like some cool jobs that I thought I'd like to do in the Navy. So I ended up doing weather, and I, I thought I. That's a really good job. You said you had your your brother did weather in the navy. Yeah, it's, my brother, really... my brother Jeff does it. Yeah, he does. He loves it. Like he still does it. He's sixty years old. He's been out forever, but he still does weather. He's always watching the weather. I, he sends a mass text message out to everybody. He says storms approaching from the west. You know, coming 10, 15 minutes. Like, it should be in the neighborhood within the next twenty minutes or so. You know, expect this much rain or snow or ice or whatever. And I'm like. And you're like a meteorologist, do like straight up meteorologist. He's like, that's yeah. what I did in the Navy. I was like, huh, okay. Yeah, that's valuable information. You're letting it people is. know that's intel right there. Well, because so, for you, for you being the weather person, you're having to help recon. You got to help the SEALs. You got to help all these people who are trying to get into country. You have to yeah. make sure, hey, this is where the tide's at. This is this is where we're at. This is the lighting of the moon. This is this. You have to provide that info to recon and everybody else trying to get in the country. Mm-hmm. It, it's crucial. It's a crucial job. And uh, I was on an aircraft carrier, so I had to brief pilots on the weather, mm-hmm. uh, how how the winds were, if they could take off. They always said, "Can you just you know lower the wind so we can get our flight hours in." <laughs> Yeah, let me That's just lower the winds a little bit. Let me lower the winds a little bit. Yeah. So you spent you spent four years in the Navy. What? How was your journey? Like being brand new, did you, did you go right after high school? Did you go right after high school? Yep. Mm-hmm. So you joined. What what year did you join? This is she's gonna make me sound feel old, guys. How, what year did you join? Twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. See. She can make you feel old, but so 2013. So, I mean, the military has changed dr- drastically from when I joined. I joined in 01. So, I mean, between okay. 01 and 2013, I can only imagine how much has changed. During yeah. your time in, was there anything? So, were you only stationed in one base since you were only in for four years? Were you only stationed in one base? Yes. Yeah. Out of Norfolk. Norfolk, Virginia, right? Mm-hmm. And hell, actually, you ain't that far from Norfolk now, are you? No, I'm about three hours because I'm up in yeah. Maryland. So yeah, you're not that far. You're not that far at all. You didn't go far at all. You stayed, you kind of planted your roots close by, didn't you? I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> but so that, so, I mean, during that time, I mean, was there any crazy stories? Did you do anything? Was there anything crazy that happened during your four years that were, you were in? Uh, so I, I got to go on a few different platforms, a few different ships. 
And one ship I was on, uh, we were just out doing training. It was on an aircraft carrier. And I was up, you know, I have to be outside a lot, up on the, the island. Right. And right, right. Um, I, I'm out there, like, you have to take a weather observation every hour. So I'm out there. And all of a sudden, we hear we hear like this loud noise and we hear a bunch of people yelling and I look over and one of the jets is on fire, like right. And it's the jet that's like, right. So here's like the Island that it's the jet, like right in front of it. So it was, oh. which, which is scary because it could catch everything on fire. You know, there's jet fuel people are. So someone was like hot pumping, I guess. I, I can't remember what that means, but, uh, it, a spark caught and the jet caught on fire and the pilot was in in the cockpit, the cockpit. so he had to eject himself so <laughs> i watched this guy go up over all the spinning radars over like b- behind the island and he like he was about to land in the water, but someone jumped on, like his parachute landed on the deck. So they like jumped on it and were able to pull him up. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. And so everyone's like, is he okay? I think he broke a leg or something. But they said the first thing he asked about was, did his McDonald's survive the fire? Like that's all he cared about. <laughs> Hell yeah, he's I'm hungry. Let me eat. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. That is a that is a crazy story. I mean, being able to see that's one of the things that that's what that's what I loved about being active duty, right? You got you got crazy stories. Stupid stuff happens. You're just like, what the hell happened? How in the world could this ever have happened anywhere else? You know, but today mm-hmm. it's right here in front of me happening, you know. And so doing that, I mean, you said you went on a couple of ships, huh? Floating across the ocean and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I went on a deployment on the aircraft carrier. So we went over to the Middle East. We hung out in the Gulf, the Arabian Gulf for a while. Then we moved up to the East Med. So I got to see like that area. And then I was on, I went to Fleet Week up in New York City on LHD. So that was cool. Like everyone walking around. I hear it's really cool. Yeah, I hear it's yeah. really cool up there when they do that. Yeah, it was. Everyone treats you like a celebrity, um, <laughs> and so we we got tickets to a Mets game, and I, I'm a Brewers fan from Wisconsin, and they were playing the Brewers. I thought that was so cool. So we we go there, and our t- our tickets were just crap, like not good. And I was with this girl I just met. Um, so since I wasn't I wasn't stationed on the ship, I didn't know anyone. So I, I just met her real quick. We became buddies and we're walking around. I said, let's go ask if we can get a picture like right behind home plate. How are they going to say no to us to right. good looking women in uniform? Right. Let's use it. So we go up there. Um, someone sees us and they're like, hey, do you want to sit right behind home plate? No one's sitting there. And I was like, the fuck? Yeah, why is. not? You hear that shit? So because got- they're females. Because they're females. You know, two jarheads go down there. We ain't getting no seats like that. They're like, move they followed, us. <laughs> they followed us. The Marines followed us and did the same thing. They, they yeah. saw us behind there. They're like, they're smart. Let's go ask if we can sit behind there. Because, you know, that's what's going to be on TV. It's going to look right. good having the military right behind there. So why yeah, not exactly. fill it up? But that was cool because everyone from my hometown was watching the game. And they're like, no way is that Jenna like what and my dad recorded it it was, it was pretty uh, cool that's awesome that's awesome so you guys get some cool shit like you don't get that shit in the rink we don't get no cool shit like that <laughs> <laughs> but they that's were awesome. on there was, there was some marines on there my but, cousin yeah. she, she's still a marine and she was on the ship with me too so that that was pretty cool I bet that was cool then having family there it's always always makes it a little bit easier deployment a little bit easier don't it yes yeah it really does absolutely so you got out so you said you went in 2013 right so what six 18 is when you got out yeah 2017 is when i got out 17 god dang dude 2017 is when you got out. dang <laughs> she says yeah i'm doing four and i'm done i'm not doing no more after four which is i mean a lot of people do right a lot of people i just want to get the experience i just want to get in there and get the experience right and so you did that what was your transition like when you're getting out of off of active duty service? So I got out in my um he was my boyfriend at the time. He got stationed up in Maryland and I was like, I'll come with you. 
<laughs> and I went to, I start, I like enrolled in the nearest college. It's not really a big Damn. area. He liked you, huh? He liked you that much to say, yeah, let's do this, huh? Damn. He, will t- he tells people I invited myself, but I mean, whatever. I mean, if, you, <laughs> if you said, he said, I'm coming up then, he's like, yeah, go ahead. I was like, damn, he really liked you then to be able to like, come on, you want to come up here? Yeah, that's kind of a risk. We were only together for like four months at the time. So looking oh, back, I'm like, shit. wow. And then it gets crazier because um, my first week, I finally met some friends at my college. They were seniors. I was 22. So they were like 21. And we went to the bar together. I finally got invited out to the bar. Like I finally met some friends up here. And uh, the next morning, I did not feel good, like way worse than a hangover. I took a pregnancy test and I wasn't uh, going out with them anymore. Can't go out no more, man. Damn, I just made friends. <laughs> yeah, really. I finally felt like I belong somewhere. And then I'm like, I'm pregnant. So I really just, um, that was like a huge shock for us. I really fell into like a depression. I kind of isolated myself because I'm in a new spot. I don't have any friends here. You're in a, You're in a state that you don't know shit about, right? Exactly. And I'm in the South too. So it's it's a little different in the South than in the North. Yeah, like, I bet that up North. Yeah, it's a lot different, right? It ain't no, ain't no slang like what you're used to and trying yeah. to figure out, trying to plant roots, right? You're like, I don't like this. Like, I don't, I don't know anybody here. I don't know what's going on. I don't know nothing. Right. And then you're with your, you you're with your, your baby daddy now, right? Your baby <laughs> daddy's there. Right. And you're like, dude, I don't, I'm not comfortable here. I don't know anybody, you know? Yeah. And he was, he was still active duty. And I feel like there's such a difference. Like when you're active duty, you don't understand how different it is. Like you feel like that's not a big deal to be out, but it really was because you're changing what you're wearing every day. You're changing where you go to medical. Um, You're changing how you do your hair, everything. It's a huge it's a it's huge idea for it, right? And for you especially, mm-hmm. right? Because you're always wearing buns. You always wear the uniform of the day, right? And that's one thing I tell I tell my audience, right? That's one of the struggles we have, right? Sergeant G ain't telling you what to do anymore. What to do, yeah. when to do, how to do it, where to be, what to do. This is the plan of the day. This is where we're going to be at. Zero five PT, zero six, take a shower. Zero seven, get chowed. Zero eight, be at work. Mm-hmm. 11 o'clock, go to lunch. 12 o'clock, come back from lunch. 1230 we're working on this equipment we're going to be here till about 1700 because this equipment has to get pushed out get off work 1700 be back up be back at pt at zero five it's nobody's telling you anymore right you don't know no. what to do and nobody's telling you what to do when to do how to do it what you need to be wearing no more mm-hmm. and it's a struggle and i and I, especially for you because you got to make sure your makeup is within standards you got to make sure your hair is in stand in regs you gotta make sure your uniforms in regs right and now you're like, you just wake up like, the fuck am I supposed to be doing today? Exactly. Right? Yeah. You don't have a lot of consistency. There's not that structure anymore. It's gone. Said, and then, and you kind of like relish in that freedom. Like I dyed my hair blue. I was painting my nails. I was staying up all night, um, sleeping in and, until like school enjoying started. Enjoying it, right? Yeah. Enjoying I, it, right? Because I know when I got out of certain activity search, my wife was like, you were the hairiest motherfucker ever, mate. No haircuts. My beard grew and I just let it grow. I didn't trim it or nothing. I just let it grow and get nasty. My hair just got long because I didn't have to get a haircut anymore. And I got fat. I got so fucking fat. I couldn't believe how fat I got. And I was just like, <laughs> I didn't care anymore. I was like, I didn't have to wake up. Yeah. I didn't have to PT. I didn't have to do, I, I could do whatever I wanted. Right. And we that's what we, that's what we endure while we're serving on active duty service. We endure mm-hmm. that. We're like, oh, I can't wait till I can do that, right? I, I can't wait till I don't have to do anything, right? And it's all yeah, hunk of it's, it's all hunk of door and fine when you first get out the first week. Yep. But that, but that second week, I can't do this all. I can't do this every day, yeah. right? And so mm-hmm. when you got out of active duty service, right? So you went, you started college, right? You mm-hmm. took, you start, you started using your GI bill, right? He's like, I gotta get some money. I gotta start yeah. making some money, right? Mm-hmm. It's a great way. It's a great way to make a little bit of money, right? While you're collecting your unemployment after getting out of active duty service. It's a great way to make money. Go to college, right? I wasn't a college yeah. kid either. That's like, I barely finished. I got my GED. I didn't even finish high school. I got my GED, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, they're like, yeah, dude, I'm bringing in like $3,500 a month going to college. I said, to sit in class? And they're like, yeah, to sit in class. I'm like, yes, I got to go to fucking school. <laughs> right? Yeah. So how, how, how was that like for you being a veteran going to sit in a, in a college class? We would like to give a huge thanks to Rafa 180. Rafa 180 offers pure medicinal CBD and products made locally. They walk alongside individuals to achieve a healthy lifestyle with options needed by each person. You can learn more about them on Facebook at Rafa CBD, their website www.rafa180.com or email at rafacbd at gmail.com. They truly believe your journey matters. It was, I thought, I thought people would think it was cool. I was a veteran. They'd have lots of questions. What was it like to sail around the world? <laughs> Let me tell you, they looked at me like I was like out of prison or something. Right. They, yeah. Yeah. They, I got some looks and I never like even the professors, there wasn't too too many that and, the were pro- and some of the professors as young as you. You young. You stupid young. You probably you not even 30 years old yet, are you? 28. Yeah, you ain't even 30 yet. Oh fuck, dude. So but some of them professors are the, as old as you, right? Yeah, I had some older ones, but I mean, I could relate more to the professors and where they were right. at in life, you know, having kids and stuff. Right, uh, right, right. right. Than and, students. And some of them, so, it's crazy. So yeah. It's crazy to see because there's, there's some people I associate with, right? Like I, I, I help, I help the church feed homeless, on, like you know, on a on a monthly basis, they feed the homeless community. And I was talking to the guy who runs it. This kid's 26 years old that runs it, that started this. And I was like, this is awesome, dude. And I looked at him, I said, dude, how old are you? He's like, I'm 26. I said, motherfucker, dude. <laughs> I was like, you're 26? And this is what you're doing? He's like, yeah. I said, I already been to war twice by the time I was 26 and came back, dude. And I was like, he's like, and every time you tell him that, they're like, mouth yeah. open their mouth drops like you already went to war twice i was like they don't I was 26. yeah they're like i don't think i could ever do that and i'm like yeah you could everybody can do it can't they right is that it? can't everybody do it you know that's what i think i was like anybody can do it right <laughs> but then you think about it, you start talking to some of these people like yeah you couldn't do that dude there's no fucking way dude the way you talk the mm-hmm. way you think like you know and so i mean for you to be on active duty going to college, right? That That is a struggle as a veteran going to sit in class and trying to learn, right? Mm-hmm. Because you start talking to them and they're like, like you said, they look at you like, the fuck's wrong with you? Like, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, is that how you felt when you were going to college? Yeah, it was kind of just like they didn't know what to do with me or like ask questions. Um, I would, I'm a people person, so I, I don't care how old you are. I'm going to talk to you but um you know even just like the way we talk we're a little too Too blunt or you got you got that dark humor so i would crack jokes no one would catch them so (laughs) i eventually i became silent you know i just kind of stopped putting my energy out there because i wasn't getting anything back and also i was pregnant (laughs) yeah you're pregnant too on top of that so i didn't even mention you're like i'm an adult I'm a grown adult, dude, and you, the way you guys are talking to me is just—it's stupid, right? It's like I can't believe this is how you guys are looking at me. I was like, "Yeah, I'm a veteran. I served my country. I did what was required of me to do for my country." And sometimes, I mean, sometimes I look down at you, like, "Yeah, like you—you you went to war or you served in the military, you know?" And you're just like, "Yeah, I did," because you wouldn't, <laughs> you know, because you wouldn't. Somebody has to do it, right? But I mean, mm-hmm. that mindset, that mentality, right? Because we are, we are brash. We are blunt. We are, we do speak our minds. And we don't really think about what we're saying until after it's already said. And you're just like, fuck, why did I say that? Like, I shouldn't have said that, you know? <laughs> yeah. It sucks, yeah, right? But, but being in college, I mean, that's a, that's a venture in itself, right? Because now, mm-hmm. now you've got assignments that are due. you got to take tests and all this other stuff. So how... What, was there any struggle besides, you know, the fact that people looked at you weird? Did you have any other kind of struggles while going to college? Not really. It was mostly just like around my pregnancy. Like I'd have to, I had morning sickness um, in <laughs> class. 
you know, I just, I just felt um, tired all the time that first trimester, but eventually it got better. Like you find out what you, what you enjoy studying. And I kind of narrowed down my major to public policy. Oh, really? And that's when I got kind of like into doing this internship in DC and my professor's like, well, you're a veteran. Why don't you try to work at like a veteran nonprofit or somewhere on the Hill? Like, and then I started applying to that. That didn't even dawn on me that that was a career choice. So I got an internship at the house committee on veterans affairs in Congress. And I was like, this is cool. I'm, they're going to like, ask me what it's like to be a veteran in college. I'm going to help them draft legislation. I'm going to create bills. No. Shut that shit <laughs> down. Oh, ah. <laughs> that is not uh, how it works. Uh, that's not how it works, huh? <laughs> no. Not at all. Ain't that so sad? Ain't that sad? That's not how it works. Yeah. It's just like, dude, you guys fucking suck. Like, you guys, if you want to know why the fuck we are fucking dying every fucking day. And like you guys know, like I tell you guys on every episode, I'm shooting this podcast, hanging out with Jen, having a great time. But we have a brother and sister taking their life right now. Why? Because they don't know about us doing this for them. Right. We do this for you guys because we know what it's like to be alone. It sucks being alone. Yeah. I love being able to do this because right now I'm in a lonely fuck. I'm in a dark place right now. As I'm shooting this episode, I'm in a really dark place right now. Like, if I didn't have my podcast, I have no idea what happened, right? This is my outlet. Like I tell you guys on a regular basis, this is this is truly my outlet. I get mm-hmm. to hang out with a brother or a sister. I'm hanging out with my sister today and having a great time. I, I'm having a good time. Like, I'm I'm enjoying this. Like, this is great, right? Oh, but this yeah. is one of the things, guys, I'm talking about. It's like, like she said, she was in the House Committee for the VA in D.C. Thought she was going to make a difference. And realize this is not how this shit works. That is not how it works. This is why we have our brothers and sisters taking our life every day because the services that are there, they're not providing them and they're not giving it to us. They're not letting us in. They're not letting us take the the resources that are out there, right? And you seeing it from that side of the house, what were the what was the things that you saw on that side? Be, be having an opportunity to go and be an intern there. What were you seeing? Yeah, I got to be right right in the heart of it, and. You know, there's so many good intentions out there. You know, there is a lot of veterans that work there. There's there's a lot of veterans that are congressmen and women or senators, but a lot of them don't have that enlisted experience. A lot of it right. is their officers. A, a right. veteran officer is so much different than veteran enlisted. I think everyone yes. can agree with that. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So it's like, yeah, you get to say you're a veteran, but you probably came from a really wealthy family. You went through, you, <laughs> I mean, you, had your, you got a degree before yeah. I did, you know, mm-hmm. you saw a different side of the military than I saw. Yes, yes, exactly. You know? And you were able to have those leadership skills. So you got to get a good job when you got out and that's why you're here. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a big difference there. But also, like I said, there's good intentions, but there's also just kind of like a lot of games that were being played between the VA and Congress, how they would give us data so we could correctly, you know, figure out what's the best way to draft right legislation. So it's going to help the most people because you you, when you write stuff, you're going to leave out some people accidentally, not on purpose. Yeah, 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 absolutely. If you put out a blanket like statement, um, all veterans are, you know, approved to get a monthly check of this, like, you know, it, you got to narrow it down somewhere. Right. So it, that was hard seeing the games that would be played and just um, instead of trying to putting all the energy and improving things and getting more feedback from veterans like you and me. Right. And so, so what was your final straw? Because you're not intern there anymore, are you? No, no, it was, it was a month or it was a summer internship. So I had to go back to school. Okay. And so seeing that, what it like, it is discouraging, right? That's one of the things I tell you guys that are listening on the show, right? It's discouraging and it's disgusting to see how Congress treats us as veterans. It's disgusting. It's, 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 there's a lot of heartache in it, right? 
Mm-hmm. But this is one of the things I tell you guys that in your community, in your state, wherever you live, are you touching base with your representatives to let them know how you truly feel? Right? They're going to listen to you. They're going to be like, oh, I'm for the veteran. All of, all of them are for the veteran. Left wing, right wing, I don't give a fuck who you're part of. They're all for the veteran. They, they'll tell you that. We're for the veteran. You're you're for me for as far as you can throw me, dude. That's how that's how much mm-hmm. you're for me. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's discouraging, it's disheartening, right? And there there are some veterans in Congress, like Jenna's saying, right? But it's like she said, they came from the officer rank. They don't really understand the veteran community. Like they didn't have to endure the pain and suffering that we endured while serving on active duty orders, right? You know, going up the ranks from E1 through E4, E5, right, E6, wherever you got. You know mm-hmm. what it was like. You know what you had to endure during that time. It sucked, right? All the stupid nonsense and crap that we did. Wow. But that's what makes it different compared to an officer because an officer didn't endure those, that pain and suffering that we did for four years, 14 years, 40 years, whatever, right? You know, the, the higher the rank you get, the less you deal with, the less bullshit you're doing, but it's more political shit, but it's still yeah. bullshit. That's still bullshit compared to like, you know, compared to to an officer rank, right? Because an officer, as a lieutenant, you'll deal with some stupid shit, but not at the level of an E one. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know. And so, so you've seen that. And so, are you still are you still currently in college? No, no, I graduated okay. in twenty twenty. Okay, so you graduated in twenty twenty now, and that. So what what is it that you're doing now? So when I got out in twenty twenty, um, I kind of you know, decided to start putting myself out there like I do now. And I, I have, um, a group of friends that are veterans. We're like, let's just start a Facebook group, throw some friends in there. I'm going to share what I learned while my experience and internship, I I did find out about a lot of great benefits. So I wanted to share that. And people just started adding more and more friends. People started adding more people and they started sharing their stories. And I was like, but I feel like the veteran community doesn't know what these new veterans are doing. Like, Oh, they're just trying to, you know, get all the benefits. They don't want to contribute to the VFW. They don't want to be a part of the Legion. But when I started talking to people, I was like, wow, you're, you're starting a nonprofit. They have their own businesses. They're out here serving their communities. And I wanted to highlight that. I wanted to give a better name to the word millennial because it's so often followed by the word lazy, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. Right. (laughs) That's why, that's what threw me off when Gunny said, Hey, go check out this group, millennial veteran. I said, millennial, millennial veteran. I'm not a millennial. I said, said, those motherfuckers don't do anything. They're lazy. (laughs) Yes. But you knew that. You knew that jumping into this, right? You knew the mindset people have towards the millennial, right? Oh, yes. Yes. Like I I said, you're you're only 28 years old. God dang, dude, you're a baby. (laughs) Dude. But I mean, but, but you are suffering too, right? You, you're not, you're not, and this is why I do the show, right? Because you're my sister. You signed that same dotted line I signed that said, I will defend this constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic, right? And you suffer too on a daily basis, right? Just like all of us. You have your, mm-hmm. you have your demons that you suffer with, right? Yeah. What have, what kind of resources have you found to help you, to help you during those dark times? So, like I said, I, I isolated a lot and, you know, kind of withdrew from everyone. But now when I find myself in that dark place, I try, I reach out, I let people know how I'm feeling. Um, also, like my spouse, my husband, I let him know. And then I, I reach out to the community. I mean, we have this huge veteran community that's, you know, very helpful. Sure, there's some assholes out there. But uh, they're not going to answer. No, any. No, not gonna, us. <laughs> they're just going to tell you you're being soft. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it sucks, right? Like, this sucks because that's one of the biggest things that's frowned upon, right? It's talking about our mental health. People yeah. frown upon it, right? People frown upon it. Like, oh, you shouldn't be talking about that. You shouldn't be, you know, and you're just like, wait, 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 wait. But I need to talk about this. Yeah. I need to talk about these demons that are attacking me daily, right? Mm-hmm. Right, because... For veterans, right, 
the easy way out is suicide. I don't want to deal with it, so I'm going to resolve the issue, mm -hmm. right? And it's like I said, don't get me wrong, dude. Thought of suicide? It happens daily, mm -hmm. right? It happens daily. It sucks because it's like it's just too hard. I don't want to fuck with it, right? I don't want to mess with it. Yeah. And it sucks, right? It sucks. Regardless, being a veteran is the hardest, right? Being a veteran sucks, right? Because we, we put ourselves through a lot of shit, and then we come back, and we're just like, I don't know how to live a fucking normal life. I don't know how mm -hmm. to be normal. I don't know how to just hang out and have a good time, right? I don't know how to do any of that. And it sucks. Mm -hmm. It truly does suck, guys. I, I can tell you, like, firsthand, it sucks. You know, it, it sucks trying to figure this out. But this is why I built my community to help me, right? And this is what mm -hmm. Jenna did with the millennial veteran is built a community, right? Trying to break the stigma of the millennials. But mm -hmm. it's not it's not so much just that, that they're millennials. It's that they're veterans, regardless from whatever era they were in, right? You can talk to some of the people from the Frozen shows, and there's not many of them you left, but you can talk to them and they'll tell you, dude. Like, they're demons they battle. They still battle. They're like, it's mm -hmm. been 50 years, dude. I've been out of the military for 50 years, and I still fight that motherfucking demon every day. Yeah. Right? And so, I mean, it sucks, guys. It, it, it truly it, it, it truly does suck. And it's, it's like, what do I do? How do I treat this? How do I deal with this shit? How do I... How do I deal with these demons that are knocking on my door on a daily basis? What do, who do, who are you reaching out to talk to? Right. And like Jenna said, so, so everybody knows, right. 22 veterans take their life. Everybody knows that shit, right. Everybody knows that. But what people don't have an understanding is that the female veteran is more likely to commit suicide than the male veteran. You know? Yeah. And the younger veterans are more likely to die from suicide than everything than anything else I, besides accidents it's the second leading cause of death for younger veterans it's crazy right it's crazy mm -hmm. to see and crazy to hear because that's what i want you guys to have an understanding is like if you're in a dark place reach out you guys can call me all my contact information's out there you guys can reach me i've had people reach out to me i'll talk to you dude i'll find a minute i'll take a minute to talk to you to bring you down, right? To bring you back out of, to bring you back to reality, right? Because I've been there. It sucks. It hurts. Those feelings hurt, right? Like I said, right now, like me currently right now, I'm in a dark place and it sucks. It hurts, right? But I'm using medicine. I'm medicating. I'm using my medicine to help me because I know how it works, you know, and I'm going to go and I'm going to go surround myself with my community, right? I'm going to surround myself with my community, talk to my brothers and sisters, see how they're doing, interact. Because like I said, as a veteran, I suck. I suck at having relationships with my spouse, with my kids, with friends in general, right? We suck at being friends. I don't know about you, Jenna. I'm sure you probably not. But me as a male, I suck at being a friend. I suck at picking up the phone and calling somebody and say, how you doing, man? I was thinking about you, right? Yeah. I suck. I suck at doing that, right? And I, I bet a lot, of, a lot of our brothers and sisters feel like that. Like, dude, I suck at being a friend. Like, I should be a better friend. I should reach out more and see how you're doing. Let's get together mm -hmm. and do something, you know? Let's go smoke. Let's go smoke or let's go fishing or let's go do something, right? Let's get out of the funk, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's one of the that's one of the biggest struggles. And I guess, so So you started this group called the Millennial Veteran. There's a, like, like I tell you guys, there's a thousand veteran podcasts. There's a thousand veteran groups. There's no excuse, right? There's no excuse. But your intent, what was your intent when you started this Facebook group? It was really just to find out where the younger veterans are. What what are they doing? Do they know that? Well, let me back up because like I said, I didn't really identify as a veteran right away. I think that takes some time, especially really? being younger, being a woman all your life. You see uh, Veterans Day parades, you see Memorial Day parades, all the old guys marching, you know, that's what you picture in your mind a veteran is. You don't look in the mirror just because you took your uniform off and say, I'm a veteran. You know, it, take, it takes some time before you kind of embrace that. So I, I think a lot of younger vets do that, especially if you've only served four years like myself. You're like, oh, I just I just did an enlistment. I, that's something I did for a little bit. That's not really who I am. But when you do that, you 
you close yourself off Mm -hmm. from this whole community that is here to support you. You're closing yourself off from opportunities. I've gotten so many opportunities just putting myself out there saying I'm a veteran. I got to be on TV last year. I got to speak at a college this year. You know, just just because I'm a veteran, I don't have any special degree or anything. Mm -hmm. I just I just share my story and I share the stories from my community. So I I like to remind people like that, no matter how long you serve, even if it ended on bad terms, you're a veteran and Mm -hmm. you belong here. You got people that are looking out for you. And and like you mentioned before, like with suicide, that's a solution to the pain. It is it is a solution, but that's not the right one. There's so many other solutions. And I think younger veterans want other solutions, alternative like plant based medicine. They don't want that pills, the pills that are Mm -hmm. killing our community. So that's that's kind of just like my point is sharing, sharing stories and getting that younger generation generation involved. to talk right because i mean yeah because that we're gonna we, we, us as veterans you know that's how we are we're, we're hard on each other right especially other branches right everybody marines air force navy everybody get they we rag on each other all the time right oh it yeah sucks. but i mean for the younger generation like you guys i guess that is a struggle because when you start talking to people like us who are somewhat somewhat in the same we're in the same era right we're in the same era we're both fucking you know and we're just like, fuck you guys. You guys are fucking millennials. Y'all don't know fucking shit. You don't have to do shit. You know, that's how we it. think, right? Right. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, and I bet, I bet it is a struggle because a lot of you guys are like, fuck, dude, I served too, motherfucker. Like, I served too, fuck. You know, like you said, you had a struggle yeah. saying that you were a veteran, but you are a veteran. You put on the uniform, you signed the same fucking dotted line that has been signed for thousands of years saying i will defend this country against all enemies foreign and domestic you know for hundreds of years they signed that dotted line and you guys signed it too so there's no excuse for you guys not being able because like i said my generation and you generation we're right there we were in the same fucking desert we were in the same fucking you know we were there we we, we endured the same nonsense and then is breaking that mm-hmm. barrier, breaking that barrier, saying, "Oh, you motherfuckers didn't do anything." What you know, everybody's gonna say that shit. Like, yeah. like I fuck you. Like, like uh, me where I work, I work with a bunch of Air Force and Army guys, and I was like, "You guys suck. All you suck." <laughs> They're like, "What?" And I was like, "I'm the fucking Marine, and I gotta fix everything around here." And I said, "Why do I gotta fix everything, man? Why does everybody call me to fix it when you guys mess it up?" They're like, "What?" No, I was like, "The boss just asked me to come in here and help you guys fix the stuff." I was like, golly, dude, I said, I don't want to have to show you how to do this stuff. You guys should already know how to do all this stuff, you know? It's like, this is ridiculous. But that's one of the things is breaking that stigma between the generations, right? Like, it's, it's super hard. Like you said, you were struggling. You're a veteran. You're like, I was fucking struggling, too, and I'm a veteran, you know? And so that's one of the things that we have got to do is just, you know, breaking, breaking all the barriers, taking away the barriers and breaking the stigma on a lot of various different things that we suffer from, you know, and because mm-hmm. we have veterans like Jenna, like she said, she got out of service and didn't even claim to be a veteran. You believe that shit? She took something from herself that she earned and she had no right to. You earned it, right? You earned that title. You have your VA yeah. card. You, you're getting a disability check just like everybody else. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. just because you're, because you're young. That's why they look at it. Because you're younger than everybody else. That's why they're just jealous. They're just jealous because you're younger than everybody else, you know? And so and yeah. not only that, so you have you have the you have the Facebook group and you also said you that you do have a podcast out that's out there, right? Yeah, yeah. So um like I said, I was really inspired by all these people coming forward with these stories. So I was like, I wanna share them. I don't have any podcast equipment. I don't have <laughs> I don't even have a micro. I have, I don't even have headphones. Um, so I was like, let's just go on Instagram, go live. That's simple. You press a button. We can talk. People can join in, ask questions. And then I've been doing that for two years. So this year, someone was like, could you please put this on a podcast so I can listen to it um, while I'm walking my dog? And I was like, is, is that easy? How can I do it? And they're like, I'm going to hook you up with my assistant and she'll show you how to do it. And I was like, wow, it was literally just copying and pasting a link. So I started putting on a podcast again, since it's on IG live, the quality is not 
the best. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's a it's a start, right? Like like yeah. me, like I said, I didn't I didn't know shit about podcasting, right? My wife was actually the one. She's like, I think I'm gonna start a podcast, and she did it for like an episode or two. I said, I think I want to try this. I think I can do this, right? I think I can do this. Right? Just you guys steal her dream. You, yeah. <laughs> Right. And so you guys know, you guys see my red, white, blue microphone by Sherry. It was a one time, it was like a one time thing they do for veterans. And I got, I got to win. I got the red, white, and blue microphone from Sherry. And you guys know it. I got my, you know, you guys didn't see it when I actually in the studio, right? I'll, I'll have the green screen. I'll have my awards up and my everything, right? I have my microphone, everything set up. And it's like, it's a different journey when you start podcasting. Like, there's so many different elements, so many different things, right? I'm not to the level of anywhere of any of the other people that I that I that I started with, right? I'm not to that level yet, but I'm getting there, right? I've, I'm almost I'm almost to ten thousand downloads. Thank you guys for listening in. I almost got my ten thousand downloads. I'm super excited. That's gonna be a big one for me. But I mean, you guys are listening in. And it's because of you guys. That's the only reason I can reach these goals is because of the audience who is listening in, right? Because, like I said. We get, we feel lonely. We feel depressed. Where anxiety goes to the roof. We got all kinds of different shit we suffer from. And then not only that, right? We talk about the trauma of serving while serving in the military, right? But nobody ever talks about the childhood trauma that ninety percent of us endured, right? That shit comes out, and you're just like, "Fuck, dude, why is this coming out now?" Like, I've got my whole life without having to worry about it, and all of a sudden, it's just like smacks you in the face and say, "You're gonna deal mm-hmm. with it now." And you're just like, "God, hey, dude, like, I mean." We, I guarantee you, ninety-five percent of, especially back, uh, Marines, ninety-five percent of us dealt with childhood trauma, dude. Whether we got our asses beat, we were molested, whatever, right? And not a lot of people don't think about that. Nobody talks about it, right? And it sucks, dude. It sucks because it's like, ah. who, am I, who am I supposed to talk to about this? Who do I bring this up to? Who do I, you know? And that's why I tell you guys, you have to build your community, right? That's why Jenna started this because she started building her community. To be able to help support her when she's in need. Why do you think I started the Stone Vet? So I can reach out to my resources when I'm in need, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I have Brittany. I have Brittany in my back pocket. I have Trey in my other back pocket. Like I reach out to them and say, hey, do I need a meditation? I need a breath work. So I need something. They're like, all right, come on. Come over. Let's do it. You know? Because it sucks, dude. Like I tell you guys, you guys don't understand. Like I was, I was adamant. I was like, meditation works. Yeah, it works. Breath works. It works. I, yeah, it works. I believe. I believe. What I never tried it. I believe that it worked because it's a natural. Some it's been around for thousands of years. People have been doing this. People have been doing meditations. People have been doing breath works for thousands of years, guys. And that's one thing that I tell you is that I was, I was, I was, I was for it, but I never knew about it. Now that I'm doing it, I'm like, oh, oh, this is what I've been missing for years. I've been needing this. Because it's so intense because you're breaking the barrier in your brain, right? Like I told you guys, in, in, in boot camp, they, you, they cut that emotional tie and they tell you no more. And now it's like you're actually being able to dive in and become emotionally working on your emotions and the emotional connections and all the nervous systems in your brain that you have neglected for over the years. And so that's one of the biggest things. Said, guys, if you're not in a good mental health space, man, reach out. Let us know why. Let us know how we can help you. There's plenty of resources out there. Like I said, there's over 55,000 veteran resources out there, nonprofits that are willing to help us get in that right mental headspace, man. Jana, go ahead and tell the audience how they can reach you. All right. So if you're open to it, we we accept all generations <laughs> at the Millennial Veterans. I mean, we got the Stone Vet. We got Jesse. We got all generations there. Uh, just, just bullshitting. Uh, a lot of veteran memes going on. A lot of um, just camaraderie. We also have a sobriety chat. If uh, you're trying to try something new or continuing being sober, but then you can find me at the Millennial Veteran on Instagram, and you can catch us every Sunday at 9 p.m. Me chatting with another vet. And we're live, so you can always drop in with a question. That'd be awesome. That's awesome because there's a, she's building a community, guys. That's what I tell you guys on a weekly basis. Build your community. How are you building a community community to benefit you and what you're dealing with, right? I appreciate you guys hanging out with me. Go check out my sponsor, Rafa 180. That's Romeo Alpha Papa Hotel, alpha180.com. You get all your medicinal grade CBD needs. Go pick up some swag. Go pick up some Stone Vet swag. I got I got cups, shirts, hoodies, you name it. I got it out there. Go get some swag. Support me, man. Support me. 
go over there check that out i'm gonna have all of jenna's contact information down below in the notes dude that's why the notes are there so you can reach out to her see she'll get in contact with you real quick dude she says a millennial thing they contact you that day like who does that right we're always <laughs> but, on our phones <laughs> always on their phones reach out to her ask her some questions I'm, I'm sure you got a podcast you want to bring her on bring her on dude let her talk about what she's doing why she's doing what she's doing man you see that little qr code right down there Scan it, dude. Make a donation to Veteran X. Veteran X helping veterans meet all the requirements they need for getting out of active duty service to get them back on the right track, right? Nobody else is doing it. Veteran X is helping veterans get established in the civilian community to make a living, a normal living, man. appreciate you guys hanging out with me, enjoying this time together, man. Remember, guys, you are loved. You're going to medicate, medicate responsibly. Medicate within your legal law limits of your state. If it's not legal in your state, be that person to say that people know like, oh, they brought cannabis to my state. You know, let them see you, dude. Don't wait for somebody else to do it. You do it, man. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me and enjoying this time together, man. You are loved. If you need anything, reach out to me, dude. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I'm on every platform. You may not see me when I'm out there, man. If you want to look more stuff up, go to Google, type in hashtag the Stone Vet USMC, and you'll find all my content. You'll find everything about me like that, man. Appreciate you guys hanging out with me, man. Remember, guys, here at the Stone Vet, we got you six. They got us marching and stepping by my platoon, they get trampled. If it ain't raining, we ain't training. Nothing changed by complaining. I adapt and overcome. I make the best out situations. I stay alert for my enemies, trying to do me some harm. I fight for your freedom of speech and your right to bear arms. When I say I got.